friends, it's Lana, and welcome to Help Your Happy, a podcast hosted by yours truly. In each episode, I'll be diving into those sweet and not-so-sweet lessons I've learned in hopes just one of you will benefit. My mission is to create an honest and open space where everyone feels welcome and a community that wants to become the best version of themselves. I believe everyone is deserving of a happy and fulfilling life. I'm just here to help you get there or help keep you on track. We wear our heart on our sleeves here, so no topic is off limits. So if you'd like to join me, let's get into it. Hey guys, so today I have a special guest for the first time. Please welcome Natalie. Hi, thank you for this beautiful welcome on this beautiful <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so this is Natalie's first time being a guest anywhere and yeah, we're just chilling in the hotel room, and honestly, we have to sit so close to each other right now because I have only one mic, <laughs> and if I'm even sitting, like, six inches from her right shoulder, it sounds like I'm a mile away. So, yeah, our heads are practically touching, um, but today, we wanted to talk about living on your own, and I think it's important because... I feel like you learn a lot about yourself when you live by yourself, and I think it's important to learn your own living habits before you incorporate somebody else's living habits with yours, before you even know yours, if you know what I'm saying. Um, so both of us have been forced to live on our own in a hotel room for the last almost year, and that has been quite interesting. I never ever anticipated living in a hotel room for this long. And I feel like a lot of good has come out of it, surprisingly. Um, And we've been treated really well at all of the hotels we've stayed at. And we pretty much had breakfast supplied for us for like the last eight months. And yeah, so Natalie has never lived in an apartment on her own. So do you want to like tell us a little bit about your experience living on your own in this hotel room for the first time and like, I don't know, something that you learned about yourself in this last year? Okay. Yeah. So before orders, I like was living on campus. I was living in dorms with another person in the room. So I'd be sharing a room with another girl. Mm. And so that's hard. It's so hard living with other girls because we're, like, kind of messy and we can be catty and... Yeah. And, like, every... I would always do, like, a lot of stuff with them. Mm -hmm. Like, we end up working together. But um, being on these orders, I don't know. I just... I think I realize I'm, like, kind of more messy. Yeah. (laughs) I realize, like... Or I can be really clean. You're right. There's no in between. Yeah. And... (laughs) It really, like, gives you more, like, time to yourself and makes you realize, like, what's important and, like, what I agree. you want to get done. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
I feel like you kind of needed to live on your own like this last like chunk of time because she was a student also. We didn't mention that, but she was a pretty much full-time student during these orders. So like she was doing everything online and I have to give her credit where credit's due because this girl got a 4.0 last semester and like has significantly raised her GPA in school to be to like go into the nursing program so that is huge that's so huge especially for like your first time living in a like anywhere by yourself like you kind of had to choose like fight or flight and I feel like I don't know I just feel like you crushed it and I feel like you took the opportunity and you I don't know you just turned it into something really good Mm -hmm. and it could have been really stressful for you but I feel like you you know, did the best you could with what you had and you succeeded at it. So congratulations. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, okay. I have like a couple of questions for you. So I'm ready for them. (laughs) Let's go. Okay. So what is something that scares you when you think about living by yourself? Like for myself personally, the idea when I was living by myself for the first time just the idea of being alone was like the most terrifying to me because I didn't want like someone to break in and like I just had myself like little old me you know like I was always paranoid that like someone was gonna like come in through my balcony and like I don't know like then again I do listen to way too many true true crime podcasts so maybe those got in my head but what is something that scares you or just like makes you uncomfortable or maybe nervous at the idea of living on your own in an actual apartment. I think that scares me like I guess like the neighborhood where it could be if it's if it's like an apartment, I think it's like in a com- like a community complex kind of. Yeah. But I think pe- or like the people around me mm-hmm. it might scare me cuz you can't control other people. Yeah. And like there's there's bad and good everywhere you go, right? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I'm I'm the same way. I don't know. I just people be crazy, man. Like I don't know. I can't I you can't control anybody other than yourself. And that's terrifying because I mean, I feel like society has shown its true colors mm-hmm. way more the last couple yeah. of years than ever before. And, yeah, my mom has like always been like really protective of me mm-hmm. and she's like a single mother mm-hmm. and I just always she always like like, I don't know, I never really lived with a, like, a father. Right. But, like, she always felt like she needed to have, like, a man there. Yes. Because, like, even though it wasn't, like, one man, it was just, like, a man. A man. I to protect like, you guys. Yeah, to, to kinda... feel, like, safe. Right. Because as, like, a woman, it's kind of scary yeah. living alone. Yeah. And if you say you're single, it's a little more scarier. It is. Then they're, like... Well, no man is looking out for right? her. Right. So then sometimes I put like the boyfriend, like I just say, "Oh, I have a boyfriend," just because right. I'm scared, right, of other mm-hmm. men. I guess. Yeah, so men get real confident <laughs> when they think that a woman is single, right? So I've been seeing. Yeah. There was times when I was in South Carolina, and I had a couple of friends that would wear a fake like, wedding ring that they got from Walmart on their left hand because, like, Myrtle Beach, Dirty Myrtle, it's got that nickname for a reason. Some people 
are crazy and like you can't go out to a bar without getting hit on and like sometimes you just want to go out and dance and be with your girls and like hang out like you're not there to like catch feelings i don't know okay (laughs) okay one more question so being on these orders has kind of forced you to live on your own um and obviously being in a hotel room is not ideal but what would you say that this experience has taught you and does it make you more excited to live in an apartment on your own or does it make you a little bit more nervous um i've definitely learned from living in the hotel i it it has taught me to like cook oh yeah absolutely and like cook for myself yeah um, kind of force you into a role of independence a little bit yeah just survival mode in a hotel. Yeah. Especially when we only had like a mini fridge and had to really get creative with the food mm-hmm. that we made and how we made it. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, yeah. And also like doing my laundry, like my own personal habits I've learned also. Right. You've learned more about yourself being on these orders than what you thought you would, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, are there any questions that you would like to ask me? So after we do this, like, little question, questionnaire, 21 questions, whatever, I'm going to share my experience um, and a few important lessons that I've learned by living on my own because I've lived by myself since I was 18, going on 19, and, yeah, there's definitely some things that I think are important to share, but are there is there any questions that you want to? Yeah, okay, okay. so what's... Um, so you've, since you've lived on your own, what would you say is like a big, what is like a major like bill or expense you should, um, like consider when moving into an apartment alone? Mm -hmm. So I think definitely rent, um, is a huge one because that is your biggest bill and it should be considered your most important bill because that is what's giving you a roof over your head. So you might have to choose, like pick and choose some months. Like, okay, like if I can't pay my phone bill, like if your phone bill is like over $100 because, you know, I haven't always had Sprint that was cheap. Um, And by the way, Sprint, Sprint sucks. So if you have a Sprint phone you guys know there's no service anywhere ever and like i'm getting rid of it very quickly um anyways so back to the topic so you might be forced with the decision to maybe not pay your phone bill one month which isn't a great thing but you have a little bit of a grace period with your phone bill whereas rent is due when rent is due and if you pay it a little bit late then you're tacking on extra um extra like late fees so the apartment that I was living in was in South Carolina, and I'm going to get into this in, um, in a little bit, but my rent was just over $700 for one bedroom, one bathroom apartment, and I had never lived in an apartment by myself before, so I'm like, what the heck? Like, My major bills were like my car payment, which was barely $130, so that was a lot of money, and you just need to learn to hustle and bustle, and it teaches you a lot of like what you're capable of. And there was days where I had to work 13 hours and work doubles just so that I could provide for myself. So you kind of have to go into the mentality of like, 
just survival mode, honestly, when you're living on your own for the first time, if you don't have like that income easily, if you're not, you know, if you don't have a steady job necessarily, like you kind of just have to do what you can and get the job that you can and work as hard as you can to provide for yourself. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a good one. Thank you. Okay. And then, okay. This is my one other question Mm -hmm. It's have you ever like lived with a man? Yeah. I have. I have. Like, not like your father. No, yeah, like, no, no. Like, I have. Um, a yeah, boyfriend, boyfriend, a significant other, yeah. a something, a, even if you didn't know what you were. Yes, I have. And Like, for a long time? Um, Like, eight months. Okay. And it was the worst experience of my life. And it all just comes down to, like, who you choose to live with. And I think that you know – how this person's going to be before you even live with them. Like, your gut is telling you, like, long before you decide to live with them. But I was very much in, like, uh, I was in a very unhealthy state of mind. I was in a very, like, codependent relationship. Like, I needed him, and he didn't need me at all. And I think that's never a healthy balance when one person in the relationship is super needy and the other person is, like, I literally need to be by myself, like, nine times on 10, I think there's no such thing as balance in that. And it's all going to kind of end in flames um, if you do choose to live with that person. So I think that's something else that I've recently been struggling with because I am getting ready to move to California with Brett. And he is in no way, shape or form like the last person that I lived with. But Mm -hmm. I think that was a traumatic experience for me because I was young and I was living in South Carolina and I had no family and no friends or anybody to depend on or kind of run to. So I was completely by myself. And now I'm going to be living in California pretty much in the same situation, like no family there, like no friends. And I think my biggest fear is like I have forced myself to not have any plan B's um, because I want to be all in on this relationship. And I think for the longest time I was giving myself like a million outs and a lot of uh, plan B's and C's even. And I think it was making it, and we talked about this last night at dinner, it was making it really hard for me to want to be in the relationship because I was constantly thinking about my way out and like, oh, what if things don't work out? Like, I was always going to have a backup plan. And I think getting rid of those backup plans has allowed me to be a lot more comfortable with the idea of living with him. And I don't know. You just have to, like, trust your gut. And my gut is, like, telling me that this is a man that I'm going to marry. And I know that for a fact. And he's got my back and I have his. And I think at the end of the day, it's just, like, I don't know, just trusting that the person you're living with wants only the best for you and loves you the way that you love them. And I think as long as you tell yourself that it's going to be a great situation and like good things are going to come of it, then that's all that's going to happen. You know, good things will come of it as long as you kind of, you got to manifest that shit, you know? Okay. Anything else? Is that it? No, that's my last question. Okay. So now I'm going to kind of go on a spiel. Um, So I want to share a little bit of my experience with living on my own. So like I said before, I've lived on my own since I was 18. I went from living with roommates in beauty school for 
one year that lasted a freaking lifetime. Um, I did get my best friend Jenna out of it. So shout out to you, girl. You were the only good thing that came from beauty school. Um, and then right after beauty school, I immediately moved to South Carolina and lived there for a little over a year. Um, I think I was in Myrtle Beach for like eight months, and then I only lasted like six months in Charleston. Um, yeah, I learned a lot of hard lessons, but I also learned how to be completely independent. And like I said before, my rent was $700, and the most that I had ever paid for any bill in like high school or just out of high school was my car payment and I had a little two-door Chevy Cobalt and it was like 123 bucks a month. And then I, of course, had my phone bill and gas. Um, so it was a little bit of a culture shock having to work two jobs and it taught me a lot about myself that, you know, I can work 13 plus hours a day and it's not going to kill me. And also the extra $300 a month that I would make just from working, you know, eight hours a week at Marshall's was in fact worth it, even though I thought that it was completely pointless because I was so tired after waking up at like 4.30 a.m. to waitress at Beach Cove Resort in Myrtle, which is the first job that I had there. And then right after work, I would have to hustle over to Marshall's. And I think every single dollar counts when you're paying rent and you're kind of, like I said to Natalie before, you're in that survival mode and you kind of just have to do whatever you can to make it you know, just to provide for yourself, especially in a place that you don't have family and you don't have friends. And of course, I knew I had my family support, but I'm a very independent person. And, you know, there's been times in my life where I've had to ask for help. And I think if you need help that you should never be, you know, too shy to ask and too prideful to ask for help. Because truly, if it wasn't for my family and my friends picking me up at my lowest points, I would not have made it to where I am today in the military and just doing a lot better for myself mentally and choosing the right friends to hang around and being in a healthy relationship. Um, I think, you know, it all starts with asking for help. And I think that's in that moment, you've recognized that like you can't do something on your own. And I think that's kind of like the hardest part is accepting that you need help. So once you do that, I think it's all uphill from there. Um, but I also learned that I was creating really unhealthy relationships with people just to have somebody. And there was this girl that I worked with at um, Beach Cove and I thought we were great friends. Like I thought we got along well enough and, you know, she always took a million breaks during work and – always smoked cigarettes and I, I never like paid attention to these bad habits at work, but she was really lazy and I should have taken all of those things as a sign, but I really didn't because we always talked and we got along well enough. And she was talking one day and she was like, I need a place to stay for a couple months. Like I'm going to have to live in this hotel, whatever. And I told her that if she paid me like 150 bucks a month that she could just stay on my couch. That was the biggest mistake ever. She was the messiest human being I've ever met. I thought I was messy. And Natalie can vouch for me that, like, sometimes my room looks like a damn tornado. and But then, like, I can also be the cleanest person you've ever met. Like, this girl was just messy. Like, no sense of organization. Everything was everywhere. She always left her cigarette butts on my balcony table. And 
whenever I asked her for the 150 that we both agreed that she would pay me when rent came around, she like wanted to fight about it. I'm like, listen up, girl. Like we already, you're living in my space, in my one bedroom, one bathroom apartment. Like you are taking up space here. Like this is a 700 square foot apartment. Like if you think that you're going unnoticed and you're not taking up any room, you're out of your freaking mind. But Oh, needless to say, picking up a few extra shifts to cover that like 150 that she was paying me would have been so much easier and way less of a hassle and a headache. Um, also, the lesson that I learned is not to rush living with a boyfriend or living with anybody because just because you don't want to be alone. Um, I think it's important to live on your own so that you can learn your living habits before bringing someone else's living habits into the mix because it's not always fun and games. And I think there could be a lot of arguments if there's not love and a relationship to back that, like, like Mm -hmm. cohabitating. Mm -hmm. I think if you don't love that person, it's going to be so much harder to accept their living flaws, especially if they are polar opposite of how you live comfortably. I think it could just end so bad and it has ended so bad for me and that's why I wanted to talk about today like the things you should consider before living on your own and if you're young and your parents don't hate you for living at home just trust me when I say live at home as long as you possibly can and save up as much money as you possibly can because when you have this $60 freaking electric bill that skyrockets to 120 in the summer because you have the air conditioning on every day, all day, so you don't die. Like, which also air conditioning is a blessing and don't take it for granted because Brett and I don't have air conditioning in our apartment in California. And let's just say it's hot and you have to love the person that you sleep next to if they're sweating and like, Yeah, I'm not going to say anything else, but sweaty bodies in bed. You have to truly love that person to be okay with that. So just some things to consider. But yeah, that's all I have. Natalie, you got anything else to share? Oh, just about on what you were saying, if you ever need help, like you should always ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. (laughs) Give me a high five. That was a good one. All right. On that note. (laughs) i will talk to you guys again very soon thank you for joining me and miss natalie and let your sparkle shine bye